0: On today's insights, how can you be unique with your Thanksgiving content? We talk the importance of A-B testing in your content and forget programmatic. Here's how to get more ROI from your recruitment marketing budget. Today's episode is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Do you have too many job openings going unfilled? Is the solution to just spend more on job ads? Absolutely not. But... To succeed in a market like we're facing right now, you need to take a different approach to job advertising. Forget post and pray, forget annual contracts. If you want to fill more of your open jobs, you need a centralized, data-driven, automated solution to managing your job spend. A solution that gives you more control and more flexibility. That's where we come in. With Haley Marketing's Job Advertising Management Services, We use programmatic software to automate your spending. So you save time, reduce wasted spend, and get more people applying to your jobs without having to spend more on advertising. For a free review of your job spend, contact us at 888-696-2900 or visit recruitmentmarketers.com. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights, tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're good, Brad. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Matt. Um, things are good. Just in a good overall space. Just feel really good right now.
1: I have a question for you. Hit me with it. Is fall still elite?
0: So we've talked about this on insights before. And I said, the, I think the official take, if, if somebody wants to scrub back through old episodes, I think the official take was that I said, summer was elite. And I think you persuaded me into saying fall is elite, Matt
1: at time. Would of recording, I think the opposite. What's that? I'd probably say the opposite.
0: I think fall is elite, man. It's like 55, 60 degrees in Buffalo right now, November 9th, as we're recording, went to the gym this morning in shorts and a t-shirt. I I can't get enough of it recording now in a flannel. It just feels right. I'm not ready for the snow, though, Matt. I will say I did take a Sunday to make sure the is dialed in ready to go. Best offense is a good defense. Let's get it set up ahead of time. You don't want to go fix your, your snowblower when you have three feet of snow. You want to do that when it's 60 out. So ready to go. What do you say? You want to get the show?
1: Yeah, we should end the weather podcast and get to the marketing podcast.
0: Um, let's, Let's not talk weather anymore because snow is coming, winter's coming.
1: Let's make that a 2022 goal.
0: 2022 goal, Matt and Brad will not talk about the weather. All right, let's get to the show. How can you be unique with your Thanksgiving content? Thanksgiving's coming up. And what we like to do on Insights is talk about content marketing, talk about what excites us, what you can do, to leverage the seasons, the holidays, different sports events, different events throughout the calendar year into your content marketing. So, Matt, when we think about Thanksgiving rapidly approaching, which is alarming almost because the year's almost over here, how can you be unique with your Thanksgiving content?
1: Yeah, the reason we're we're talking about this today is you see a lot of thankful posts. Oh, the eight things our staffing agency is thankful for, et cetera, et cetera. So, I wanted to bring it up and see how can you put your own unique spin on it? Is it the type of content? Is it the tactic of the content? Video, blog, audio, et cetera. What could you do that's just different and stands out from the crowd? Because I feel like in about 10 to 12 days, we're gonna get flooded with this. So we're we're two weeks out. You have a little bit of time to prepare. What can companies do here in their content marketing to to put their own unique spin on it, to stand out from the crowd and connect with the audience. You got to be authentic. It it always
0: starts with authenticity. I think the best content is authentic. When you have truly authentic content, it's going to cut through the clutter. And when we think about putting great people to work in great opportunities, when we think about whether you're a, a recruiter on the sales side, you're a president, CEO, whatever it might be throughout this great industry, we have a ton to be thankful for. Our candidates have a ton to be thankful for. Our clients have a ton to be thankful for. Let's lean into that this holiday season and start interviewing people, start getting some testimonials, start getting some feedback. And maybe it's, hey, Matt, what are you thankful for personally and professionally? Give me two points. Or what's going on in your life right now? Give me two things that you're thankful for. And filming that, capturing that audio, maybe it's a blog post or maybe it's just a nice social graphic, whatever it might be. but. I think it has to be authentic. In this time of the year, when you think about the holidays, Thanksgiving, into the Christmas season, into the holiday season, we have a lot to be thankful for. And this is, is a great time of the year to really lean into that and not just put out another blog post about resume tips or career advancement tips, but how are
1: you thankful? And more importantly, how can you help others? I love that. The authentic take there and there's so many different ways you can do it and i think internally here at haley marketing we're almost setting that tone by in our slack channel one of the ways we communicate as a remote company we have a, a gratitude channel and you know what are we thankful for personally and it just it sets the mindset on what to be thankful for and once you start to think about it personally see it from other people then it can expand out to the work life can it's clients and then it's just figuring out how to distribute it if it's you know Instagram story, Facebook story, reels seems to be in the Facebook algorithm very big right now. So what can you do to share that authenticity and distribute the content so so people can see that you're you're genuinely thankful for what's happened in the past, you know, t- 2021. Yeah. And and Matt,
0: we've talked about Mark Schaefer and Marketing Rebellion on the podcast a couple times. and, And he has a book that I love called Marketing Rebellion. And if you're at all fascinated by the art of marketing, I would encourage you to check it out. Again, it's Mark Schaefer, Marketing Rebellion. But he has a quote in there that I use in a lot of my presentations that says, be more human. No matter what happens next, if we use that as our constant guide and filter, we'll be okay. The most human company wins. And now Thanksgiving season, the holiday season is the perfect time to really lean into being more human as a brand, as an organization. Survey your team members, survey your candidates, talk to your prospects or clients rather, and see what it is that they're thankful for. See what it is in in working with you that individuals are thankful for. If you have candidates that you've been working with for five, 10 years at this point, and I guess it wouldn't be a candidate at that point, it'd be just a, a partner and an associate at that point. But if you have somebody that you've been working with for five, 10 years, get their feedback. What are they thankful for? What's it like working with you? And then as you showcase that across your marketing mix, whether that's content, social, email, whatever you do, put it into this giant pillar of content. End that with, hey, do you want to be like Brad? Could we help you in 2022? Can we help you this holiday season and drive other individuals to take that action as well and be a part of that that mix? Matt, I I feel like I'm I'm kind of spinning in a circle here because the the thankful nature of you know the end of the year is is something that I spend a lot of time on. I'm a big goal setter. I'm a big write things down on on paper, reflect on things. Um, I, I set monthly goals for myself. I set annual goals for myself and, and the family and just work, personal, whatever it is. So like this time of year, this is a perfect topic for me. And as we look at insights in 2021, as we look at insights into 2022. As you're listening now, I would encourage you to sit down and, and reflect on the year. You know, what did you accomplish in January? What did you accomplish in February? Line item that. Because it's so easy to get laser focused into the morning commute was lousy and this day's just over because of it. Now, there's so much, to, 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 there's so much positivity around us that we need to really reflect on that. And I think as we look at content in 2021, we look at this Thanksgiving content, should absolutely lean into it. Matt, before we end the segment, I just want to talk about breaking that content into a pillar and and talk about pillar content once more, just for our listeners here. When you think through what you can do with this content, so let's say you put together a great article uh, on your blog about your team and what they're thankful for. One item personally, one item professionally. So you got a team of 25, everybody fills out a quick Google form. You capture all of that data. You put it into a blog post. Now what? For me, I would funnel that up. So so that has to have some sort of call to action, right? If you want to work with a a thankful, grateful team, here's how you can get started. Have a conversation with us, have a cup of coffee with us. Here's how you can get started today. If you want to partner with us on a staffing front, here's how you can get started. Here's how we can have a conversation. Let's let's push that out through social media. Let's push that out through an email newsletter. Maybe you're using some texting automation or texting services. Let's text that out to our, our database. Let's text that out to individuals. Maybe we put some paid behind it on social. We, we amplify that messaging and get more people to see it in your local market. Good, feel good content. That's authentic. Let's let it cut through the clutter on social, but let's not just create it, release it into the wild and hope people find it. Let's actually get it to some individuals. Let's get it to some readers.
1: Matt, I appreciate the topic today. This one was your idea. It was a good
0: thought. I love thinking through the the Thanksgiving nature of content. I love the holiday season. Um, I'll be honest, man. I think our Christmas tree is going up within the next week or two. Wife is very passionate about Christmas, so that might be going up soon. So as we look at the holidays, if you have any other topics you want to see us cover around the holiday season, we'd love to know. You can reach out to Matt or Brad on LinkedIn. Let us know what you're thinking, and we will add that to an upcoming episode. Hey, it's Brad checking in real quick before we get to the rest of the show. Why should you trust Haley Marketing for your staffing website, SEO? Nobody has as much staffing and recruiting SEO experience as our team. We'll help you get found more often and dramatically increase traffic to your website. We do the technical work and write the content. Our services start with the technical optimization of your website code and content on your website. We'll leverage multiple technologies to complete keyword research, then develop a specific strategy to optimize your site. Want to know more? Interested in getting started? Give our team a call at 888-696-2900. And hey, tell them Insights sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Matt, let's talk about the importance of A-B testing in your content. You recently pulled a report here at Haley Marketing. And you said, Brad, we got to talk about this topic on segment two of Insights this week because, hey, I got some data. And Matt, I know you're a data guy. I love hearing data. I love knowing the story behind the data. So walk us through it. Why do we need to A-B test our content?
1: What does it mean to you? And more importantly, what did you find? This is wildly interesting to me. And not just on the data level, but also on the content level. So when we talk A-B testing, let's say you have a social post. The A post might have one photo, the B post might have a different photo, same text, same call to action. You're changing one element of your, your content, in this case, a social media post to see what works better. So that's what we're going to look at here. Last year, 2020, height of the pandemic, May, June, we changed some social media, Facebook job advertisements to include photos of people wearing masks. And that decreased the cost per candidate by 46%. Safety was a big thing. So when we showed photos of people in masks, the cost of a lead was 46% lower than a job advertisement of someone not wearing a mask. Flip ahead to quarter three 2021. Our testing here. Brad knows where this is going. so. Comparing the quarter three data to quarter two data, same client, we changed a lot of their photos to be people of without masks. Now in quarter three, photos without masks, nine percent lower cost, 61% more leads. It's what the people want. Give the people what they want,
0: Matt. And it's it's catering and tailoring rather your ad copy imagery call to action to what's going on. It's being really, really real and saying, listen. Back in March last year, if you didn't have a mask on, I didn't want you near me. Now more people are more comfortable with going out. We're getting more comfortable, you know, with vaccinations and everything. And this isn't that kind of podcast, but we're getting more comfortable just being in in public. Um, so let's roll the mask imagery away. In in Matt, what I love here is it's not just, hey, let's try it, but it's let's try it, document it, see what's going on.
1: It's interesting to me because of the data. A-B testing is something we do a lot of at Haley Marketing. And if you're doing any type of marketing, you should be testing it. If it's photos, if it's a different call to action, such as apply now versus sign up or sign up versus register or apply today versus come into our office, whatever. Try some different things. It's it's a tried and true tactic in, in marketing and what you should be doing. But also I think just not forgetting to think about what your audience wants. And a year ago they wanted the masks and photos. Now they don't, apparently. So keep testing and adjusting based on results.
0: Man, I got another example here, and and I hadn't planned on sharing this on this episode, but as you were talking about A B testing, it it dawned on me that I should bring this up. Last week on lunch with Haley, I gave my Rockstar marketing presentation and in, in conversation. And in that Webinar, and you can check that out if you go to lunchwithhaley.com, click on webinars on demand. It'll be right there as the first one up. I talk about remarketing like Amazon and how we can use remarketing ads off of a job board. One of the examples there then has screenshots. One client used Apply Now as their call to action, generated 133 clicks, 133 people back to the job board based on Apply Now. Different client, same time period, same ad spend, used Learn More three hundred and ninety two clicks back to the job board, back to take action. What I love here and, and as I think about it, it makes sense to me. If I'm scrolling Facebook and it's two o'clock on a Sunday, my bills are on. I'm using my second screen device because there's a commercial. I'm on Facebook. I see the ad. It captures my attention. Maybe I'm not ready to apply now, right? I'm sitting down, I'm watching the game. I'm not in the apply now mindset, but maybe I'll learn more. And Matt, it's a small sample size, right? We're just looking at two ads and I know there's a lot to go off of, but when we think through A-B testing, I would encourage you to try to look into that. Is apply now the right messaging? Is learn more the right messaging? Is apply later the right messaging? In this example, learn more 3X to the return than apply now. And as I reflect on it, I truly think it's because the, at that time when we were running those ads, people weren't ready to apply, but they were ready to learn more and at least see what this client had to offer. Matt, final thoughts. When we think about calls to action, when we think about A-B testing and our content and our ads and our marketing, wrap it up for us. What do you got?
1: It's important to test. But it's also important to record that data to see what works. You don't want to have anecdotal feedback. You don't want to just say, oh, we're not getting any applications today or phone calls or foot traffic or whatever your metric is for success. So so conduct some testing. Look at what some other companies are doing in and out of your industry and bring that to your marketing and monitor results, continually adjust. Matt, if this segment isn't a clickbait title, I don't know
0: what is, but I'm here for it. Forget programmatic, here's how to get more ROI from your recruitment budget. Matt, you're looking at data all the time. You're looking at how to get more out of budgets every single day. So talk to us about it. How can we get more ROI from our recruitment budget?
1: This topic really stems from, we're hearing a lot that the costs of job boards are going up. Just because, you know, there's a candidate shortage and it's a business. So it's it's definitely costing more to, to spend on job boards, which now the counter move from companies needs to be how to get more ROI and not just open up the wallet. I mean, you could spend more, it's an option, but it's we at Haley Marketing, a lot of I mean, for as long as I've been here, almost seven years, it's not just spend more, it's spend smarter. So what can we do? to spend smarter, smarter. And as Brad said, yeah, it's a clickbait headline because I love programmatic, but there's so many tenets and principles within a smart recruitment budget program to get more ROI. You don't need programmatic. It can help, but I wanted to walk through some steps here to help companies get more ROI, especially as they prepare for the start of the calendar year.
0: So if we want to generate more ROI from our recruitment budget, what do we do?
1: The first one I'd start with is if you're on a job slots model, we've heard a lot of job slot costs going up. If you have 20 slots and they're $50 each, maybe they went up to 100 or 150 or 75 or $200 a slot. The first step I would do, and I think we talked about this on a previous episode of Insights, is to evaluate your your job slots costs, your cost per application. If you have 10 job slots at $100 each, that's $2,000. If you have 500 applications, that's $4 an application. If you have 1,000 applications, that's $2 an application. But a lot of times when you're in a job slots model, companies don't think about the application costs. They don't because when you're in a, a cost per click model, which is a different tactic, you're paying when someone clicks on your ad. That's where you get a lot of that data of cost per click, cost per application in your face. It's, it's more presented more easily to you, just more at the forefront. So I think if you're on a job slots model, which is a pay for presence post or a pay for presence strategy, really calculate your costs to make sure it lines up with your business model. Love it. I got
0: nothing to add. What's number two?
1: I think number two is the jobs to budget ratio. And it's something myself and Bradley Reed on my team are really looking at for clients is a lot of times the budget is too much for the amount of jobs that people have. And, you know, we've seen that at Haley marketing since we've started managing a lot of companies, job spend, their recruitment budgets. You know, it goes back to some of our, our first clients in the middle of 2019, 2020, 2019, I think where, you know, this company has a high priority, bu- uh, budget, uh, a local suburb budget and a, an industry budget. And, It was allocated wrong. Their industry budget had way too much money for the amount of jobs. Their high priority budget had too small of a budget for the amount of jobs they wanted to have. And just by adjusting the the amount of jobs in the budget, applications increased by 61%, and their job board spend went down by 13% because they just had... The wrong amount of money in there, and I think the challenge there is, especially with Indeed and ZipRecruiter will do it too, and I'm sure all job boards will. A business would, if somebody gives you X amount of money, they're going to spend it. If I give Brad a check for five hundred dollars to go on a shopping spree, he's not going to spend three hundred seventy-five dollars. Nope, I'm I'm spending four ninety-nine ninety-nine, buddy. I'm getting as close to five hundred as possible. <laughs> He'll just start buying packs of gum if he's close enough to to, to figure something out. Yeah, so, we'll spend it. Trust me. You have to be really cognizant and aware of your jobs to budget ratio to make sure you, you have the right amount allocated. It's not too little, but also not too much. I think that's that's a big challenge. Again, nothing to
0: add. I think that's a great overview as well. You got a third for us?
1: I think the third one is just looking at your data to make sure you don't have runaway jobs or black hole jobs. You know, We see this a lot and it seems almost impossible right now, but jobs that get too many applications, they eat up a disproportionate amount of the budget. And I think the biggest example right now, and this isn't for every staffing company, but if you have a remote job or a hybrid job, it's going to receive a lot of applications.
0: I can speak to that personally, Matt. We're hiring here at Haley Marketing. We're looking for a digital marketing advisor and we are remote still at Haley. So we've advertised the job that way. And as a direct result for the first time since at least I've been reviewing applications, there is a significantly higher amount of applications coming from outside Western New York than ever before. And and that's okay, right? We're okay with that. Um, but I can I can personally speak to that because I'm I'm seeing it, having reviewed applications here at Haley for a few years now uh, for the digital side things and at least looking at them with other team members, there's a lot more applications coming in from outside, you know, a 15 mile radius of, of home office uh than ever before.
1: People will candidates will literally search marketing remote. Marketing hybrid, marketing WFH, marketing work from home. So put that in your job title, put that in the first couple of sentences of your your posting, and really look at your data to see if your remote jobs, hybrid jobs, any jobs. There's clerical jobs that do this too. Manufacturing jobs, I'm sure, if they're high paying, receive too many applications than you need. So the flip side of that is obviously jobs that get a lot of clicks and not a lot of applications. Healthcare is famous for this because nurses can make a lot of money. Brad shared with me stories of his friends who are a healthcare recruiter where they're placing travel nurses making a lot of money right now. So nursing candidates can be very picky. They can look at a lot of jobs, click on a lot of jobs and have their pick of the litter to determine which one they should apply for and take as the next step in their career. So really look at your data to make sure nothing's getting too many applications. Nothing's getting too many clicks without a lot of applications.
0: Matt, where do we get started? So, I, I think you've outlined a lot of really good tips, a lot of really good best practices that can help us be smarter with our ad spend, be smarter with our budgets, be smarter with what it is that we're doing. This is recruitment marketing and this is digital marketing as well. I mean, being smarter with your budget makes sense across business 101. If I'm listening now and I'm thinking, this is all really good insight, I don't know where to get started. I don't have the
1: time for this, maybe what can i do i think there's two different ways to look at this two different parts there's one of managing the job spend looking at you know the end of this segment that we've talked about jobs that are running away with your budget jobs that are just having too many clicks and not bringing you roi at all and or looking at wage analysis to know if your machine operator should be $20 an hour or $16 an hour in your local market that part of it is a lot of work in terms of knowing how to work spreadsheets or data or Everyone gets all these spreadsheets from Indeed and ZipRecruiter data and they don't know what to do with it. They're overwhelmed. So I think having someone internally, maybe talking to the job boards, talking to Haley Marketing, that's something we provide here as part of our job spend management service. But also, and as Brad said, it was a clickbait title, but look at software and tech to help you. If it's programmatic job advertising, it's something else. We've talked to companies that kind of create their own systems to where software or tech can help them. And Really analyze your cost per application, your jobs to budget ratio, and look at that data to determine what's the right ratio. Talk to people, find out what they're spending, what their cost per application is. Try to get information from the job boards and find some partners that can help you manage not only the data, but also the software and tech to automate a lot of this. So your team has more time to recruit because it's hard to get candidates right now. Not news. We have that take earlier, but If you need to spend more time recruiting, you need to spend less time doing administrative, repetitive, inefficient tasks that software tech automation can do. I mean, Brad told me the other day, he's recruiting, he's getting some advertising from job on Facebook. He's getting some applications there. And now you have to follow up. If you have automation there to help you, you can then spend some more time recruiting and and researching that candidate. Definitely makes things easier. I'll tell you that. Hmm? What else you got for us? Is that it? That's it. Just that I think really think your, through your process and your budget because job board costs are going up and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens not only with increasing costs. But first of the year is always when we see candidates return to the market pretty much. Even happened last year, started 2021, excuse me. So have a good plan in place for when that calendar flips here in, in just under two months. That's our show. And thank you for
0: listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar. This is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.